Well, today we're going to say farewell to our good friend Ramses and his slab. It's the Every FNFF Podcast. <laughs> I'm Curtis. I'm Carl. I'm Alex. And uh, I'm uh, George, uh, guesting on this podcast. Uh, thanks, thanks very, very much for having me, lads. Oh, shit. Yeah. Thank you. What's going on, man? How you been? Um, yeah, not, not, not bad. Can't go outside. Um, uh, <laughs> so um, I've been getting a lot of gaming done. I put, um, I think I put more hours into Persona Five Royal over the last five weeks than I have into my actual job. So um, you, uh, you don't even know the can of worms you just opened with me. Curtis's <laughs> eyes just, just lit up. I, know, I, know. I um, I got so I I just bought a PS4 last month, and I was oh, like, wow. okay, I'm gonna play the Final Fantasy VII remake for the podcast. And, uh, you know, for like, maybe I'll just dip into Persona 5 and just see what it's about. And then three weeks of my life just disappeared. And I have like 110 hours into that game. And I'm just like, oh, my God, what happened? (laughs) Who am I? Where am I? (laughs) So good. Persona 5 is incredible. I seriously need to play it. Not really a game you can dip into. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't quite just like get in and get out. Uh, It's good, though. Um what did we do last week, boys? Well, let's first introduce oh. our guests. Like, um, oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, like properly. <laughs> We're all yeah. old fast friends, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so much so that I had to be asked my surname um, before we started recording. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, how do you do? My name is uh, George Thompson. I'm from uh, Leeds in the north of England, and I am a podcaster on the Puro Puri podcast. That's P U R O space P O U R R I space, and you know, spell podcast, which is just a sideways look at Japanese professional wrestling and I'm a longtime Final Fantasy fan and fan of this podcast and have very recently played Final Fantasy 1 so um, yes. I think I think I basically just sent your DMs and said I want to come onto the podcast to defend myself because um, <laughs> I had uh, basically done I can't remember which of you it was who didn't realise that giving your character a piece of equipment wasn't the same as actually equipping it Carl, excellent. I feel your pain, brother. And uh, um, I did the same, but I didn't realise until a much later point in the game. So I actually got as far as Provoker um, with no weapons and Holy no armour. <laughs> you were the true god gamer. Yeah, I, I mean, the thing is, I didn't even realise because I'm not. I don't really play many games that came out before I started gaming, so like ninety eight, ninety nine, and uh, so I just thought, oh games were much harder back then this is why it's really grindy <laughs> and i'm like getting into loads of scraps with grimps and dying all the time i just thought oh well you know final fantasy one's meant to be really punishing uh, and it wasn't until i real i the guide i was following said that this weapon you get it can do double hits and i'd use this in about 20 battles and think there's no there's no double hits at all like what, what's, what's going on and uh, by that time i was like, like level five and i realized oh shit that's how you equip stuff and i was like oh oh this game's really easy now so yeah, you got really really strong really really fast yeah <laughs> yeah so that's my that's story a- anyway I I love difficulty curves like that, where, um, like that kind of also happened to me a little bit in the, uh, in the first area of the game, Dark Souls, because, um, the, the main place that you're like in when you first get into the game, like the way that you want to go takes you through a graveyard and there's like 
a bunch of skeletons in that graveyard and you're like okay i've played video games before skeletons are always really easy this game is like a legendary hard game and you go up and you do like no damage to these skeletons yeah. and they kill you in like two shots and you're like holy shit this game is really hard but it was like the game's way of telling you hey maybe you should come back here later but like yeah. if you come at it being like oh this is a super difficult game you don't realize that so i love when that that kind of stuff happens we're like oh it's old nintendo i definitely had to start <laughs> dark souls a couple times and like the first time i was like why can't i get to the fucking graveyard it's so hard <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah and now we're um, almost at the end of this game yeah, yeah we are very close what's uh what is your favorite final fantasy game you've played Ooh, that is a I, no, I, I don't know why I'm saying it's a tough one. It's not a tough one at all. It's a Final Fantasy IX, which was the yeah. fuck, it was the first non-sports game I ever owned. I had Colin McRae Rally for the PlayStation 1 and then three different soccer games. And uh, Final <laughs> Fantasy IX was the uh, the first non-sports yeah, game. So I don't really know what an RPG was or re- really anything about it, but I, I think I saw um, a walkthrough in the magazine that I had. And I was like, oh, this seems, uh, this seems kind of fun. And it uh, remained my favorite game actually ever for almost two decades oh, yeah. until the original Persona 5 came out, which has since been supplanted by Persona yeah. 5 Royal. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah Final <laughs> Fantasy uh, 9 for me. A uh, big, big fan of 7. Um, still haven't played the remake actually for much the same reason as your good self, but um, it, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> got to be, uh, got to be 9 all the way. Helped me through a long patch of unemployment around about uh, 2016 and 2017 <laughs> where I was basically applying for jobs around the clock and I and I needed something to sort of make me happy sometimes and uh, I downloaded it off, off Steam and it's kind of amazing how much you remember a game that you really loved when you were a kid. I had to look up like three things and the rest of the game <laughs> nice. I just knew well enough to just uh, breeze through it, beat Ozma for the first time as well. So it's, it's just a game that really oh, stays yeah. with you. But uh, big Final Fantasy thirteen Defender as well. I don't know how you guys uh, feel about that. Yeah. I thir- 13, love it. 13-2, it's, it's all right, but they, like in 13-3 or whatever, no, not about it. <laughs> <laughs> Play the demo. The fashion's nice. Oh, the fashion's great. Yeah, that is the bit. Although I always had this thing where I wanted all the outfits to match. So if I got a really good, it's like getting a Draugr helmet in uh, in Skyrim, and uh, you think, oh, oh, this looks really bad. So I didn't go with the rest of my gear. So like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, big defense upgrade. I don't want you unless it's like coordinated. <laughs> <laughs> then you like you're slapping on really weird outfits so you can pass like charisma checks and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah that annoys me when i'm playing like final fantasy 14 because like each piece of gear for a, a certain outfit has a different level requirement so i'll be like in the middle of a set of levels and like choose to waste our one outfit and then like <laughs> top is all a different outfit and i'm like i'm a travesty this is this is terrible nobody look like, at me i need to get I need to get a lot stronger before I can put on these pants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when we get to Final Fantasy XII, we'll have to get licensed to put on a pair of pants. <laughs> <laughs> the Libertarian Party's going to fucking hate that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah t- t- 12 is canonically like the least libertarian. <laughs> so, would that make it the most authoritarian Final Fantasy? <laughs> We have to make like one of those political alignment charts. Yeah, we got to make the alignment chart. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yo, I'm getting sick of holding on to this slab already, boys. Done with it. Let's get rid of this thing. You know what we haven't done in a while? What are we not done? Uh, Go chasing waterfalls. Oh, (laughs) you want to do that first? Let's do it. Well, I'm done with it first. I mean, that's kind of where our quest leads us first, right? 
I went ahead and went to Dr. Une first, but it doesn't really oh, yeah, matter. I guess that yeah. makes sense. It doesn't really matter. I, well, the way I did, I went to the waterfall and then I forgot to go to Une. So we'll get yeah. to that. <laughs> well, yeah, and there's also yeah. a thing where if you don't remember that people were talking about the waterfall and then you just kind of continue on like you go to dr une and then you go to like the next place like you're kind of going to kick yourself and be like i should have went to that fucking waterfall <laughs> there's right, something really right, important right. in there <laughs> yep yep so actually it kind of makes sense because um the waterfall is just north of the town we were in what isn't it right last we left off yeah. we just we emerged Re unsubmerged, <laughs> unsubmerged, from, unsubmerged from the sunken shrine slash temple slash bass pro shop. I had to, merged. I had to go to the inn <laughs> in the middle of that quest, so I re unsubmerged. <laughs> Dub merged is the least superior. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it also makes sense with where you uh, park your airship because uh, where I parked it was like just across like the river that then leads to uh, on lake yeah. or on rake or however it's pronounced. Um, and if you're using the canoe anyway, you can just go north before you get to your airship and uh, reach the uh, the waterfall. Yeah, yeah, you just travel up that little river. And uh, so last week we were talking about it, and Alex, you did the waterfall last week. Yeah. We're like, oh, you just go in and talk to the robot. Man, it's more than just going in and talking to the robot. That is a maze. That is a maze and a half. I was like, Alex, I was like shaking my hands in the air the entire time. I was like, I thought it was going to be a quick in and out. <laughs> Dude, me too. And like, there's some tough enemies. And I was like, I should look at a map first because I don't want to keep running into these random encounters. <laughs> but yeah, we touched on it briefly last week. <laughs> but yeah, like I heard there was a waterfall. I actually didn't really pay attention to what was at the waterfall. I was like, oh, that seems like something I need to go do. Yeah. Um, and it shows up on my map as a location you can go to. Um, they have the uh, the red cockatrices there. Oh god, they're mm -hmm. like piratrists or something like that. Yeah, the, yeah. In mine, they're called a perilisk, which I don't oh, think yeah, is yeah, that's it. right. <laughs> but those uh, things suck too because if you're using the uh, the staff that uses fire too or fireaga, like it doesn't do a whole lot. Oh of damage yeah, the, like, the mage staff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The, so you've uh, you beat? Have you beaten the game yet, George? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I beat it. Um, uh, few few weeks ago actually yeah i i went to the waterfall basically i did the first uh, three floors of the mirage tower because Ooh, okay. my because my get the guide i was using uh told told me okay do the first three floors of the mirage tower and then and then go to the waterfall so i thought that was the order in which you had to do it i didn't realize that you could just go to the waterfall first and then you wouldn't have to do the first bit of the mirage tower twice so basically like my my dad's going by exactly what the sat nav is telling him like even if, <laughs> even if he knows it's taking you a stupid way i was like yeah, well it was pro it was programmed by designers how could it possibly be wrong so um yeah so i did i did it the firmware yeah. well, it's one of those things where i guess if you want to get most of the game like i went to um like far farther down this episode uh lufenia first and i was like oh i actually get the like if I got the Rosetta Stone or whatever I needed first, um, I wouldn't have actually been able to interact with these people as they're speaking in their language. Yeah. Which is I did the cool. same thing. Which I did I the same thing where I was like, oh, let me see. Like, and it's, I'll talk about it more later, but it's really hard to find a spot to like access that town. Right. And I finally yeah, like made it through yeah. like, and like the enemies there, it's basically like the same enemy set that's on the peninsula of power because it's like right, like right across the, the like channel yeah. or whatever from yeah, that. Yeah. Let's, so, but we'll let's do these two parts and then we'll get to that one. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're, cause it's not too far into it that we actually sure. get there. Yeah. Cause, um, so in this, in this cave, 
there's like a robot golem, I guess. He's like a robot. Like even on the 8-bit NES, you can like clearly tell he's just like a boxy robot like walking around. Very chrono trigger. Yeah. And it gives you like a what do we call it last week? The Tesseract. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. It's just yes. cube in my game. But yeah, yeah, so you follow through this little cave. It's kind of a little uh, meandery, but you kind of just have to hang right, hang left and work your way towards the left yeah. bottommost area. And then there's a cave with some chests in it with a mandatory battle with those cockatrices and a mummy king. Mm-hmm. Uh, a ribbon is in one of those chests. Excellent. So two of yep. the three that are in the game. And a lot of uh, gill, which I used to buy a fairy. Yes. Which we did yesterday. Right. Not yesterday, yep. last week. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, then I mean, I, they talked to this robot who's just chilling. He's kind of cute. Looks kind of like a mummy because he has like one eye or whatever. I forgot what video oh, game yeah. had those mummies with like the one eyeball. Is it kind of a. It could be Mario or Zelda, but something. What's oh, the yeah. um, the Doctor Who robot? Man, like the, the one. Da- Daleks. The no, Dalek. wait. I'm thinking of Battlestar Galactica, I think. Cylon. <laughs> oh, yeah, Cylons. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> but yeah, you talk to this robot, and it's, it has really weird syntax in our game. I'm not sure what he says in your game, Curtis. No, he's real boring in mine. What's he say? <laughs> he's just like, here, take this cube. You can get to the floating castle with it. And <laughs> oh, then he's fine. He's just he's just still walking around after that. So in oh, ours, yeah. um, random wor- or at least in mine, the random words are um, in caps, which I think is implying that like it's kind of in a weird like Jagged. robot speech. Like, yeah. I have been waiting. <laughs> Take this cube, Tiamat, flying fortress, please. Oh, he gives you the name of Tiamat. Oh. Tiamat. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, cube is capitalized. Yeah, it's like it's just a little like gorbly, I'm guessing, is kind of what the <laughs> what they're kind of going for. With little mm-hmm. dot dots in between, so you're just getting like fragments of his like sentence. And then you talk to him after, he says, buzz, burr. So I'm guessing he just like shuts down. <laughs> shuts down, yeah. <laughs> He's fulfilled his task. <laughs> yeah, they they um in mine it's the same sort of thing no like weird caps or anything but it says take this cube defeat tiamat uh flying fortress and then you obtain the warp cube and he starts like like sparks kind of start flying off of him and it says bzzt giga and then like he continues walking around oh so yeah. like he short circuits but then he continues walking around <laughs> like nothing happened and then you talk to him and he just kind of says like the same thing over and over again which is like the last bit of dialogue that he had before like shutting down yeah Aww. i um also the uh defense sword is here which is a good sword that the knight can use and also the red wizard so oh, interesting yeah and i assume probably the ninja i don't have a ninja on my team but they're like i think they can equip every weapon the knight can with the exception of like one i don't so. think the ninja can equip the uh the defender is what it's well, called in my game but I'll i'm go gonna double check myself then <laughs> oh yeah george uh so what version are you playing and uh tell us about your party oh yeah i'm i'm uh playing on the so uh the, like the mini nes version so like the retro console you could get okay. with, um, it's got like 30 games on. It was about, um, I think like $60, $65 US. Um, I basically bought it so I could play the original Final Fantasy. Like I was like, oh, it's got yeah. Mario Brothers and Contra and Punch-Out and all that stuff. But this was the primary uh, incentive for me to uh, to buy it. So yeah, the robot's sort of saying this sort of not that interesting dialogue in my version as well. It's kind of weird. Like it's the first, it might be the first robot you come across in the game. And you're yeah. expecting it to be this big revelation. It's like there's, there's a mystery mysterious secret civilization that died for unknown circumstances and you're finding it's one remaining relic and the robot's like right mate hey then like it's cube yeah my um oh thank god i'm done I'm, I was, i've been tired of holding this thing for 
My, my party was... Um, so, because I'd never played a... I played a game with job systems before and Final Fantasies with job systems, but never one where you couldn't use them all in the same party. So oh. I did a little bit of research just so I didn't basically fuck myself from the beginning of the playthrough. So I just went for two fighters, white mage, black mage. Uh, the first first fighter was called Troy, because uh, uh, Trojan War, uh, you know, as I understand, the Trojans <laughs> were quite good at swinging a sword about. And also I wanted a good <laughs> sort of like... I just wanted to think of him as a big, dumb meathead. And I thought Troy was quite a good name for that. And um, my second fighter was called, I was trying to think of four-letter names, and he's called Marx, who I must um, point out is named after Richard Marx and not Karl Marx, who I certainly don't think was uh, a great philosophical mind. I certainly don't think his ideas should be uh, put into practice in society wholesale. Um, so that was my second fighter. And the uh, the Black Mage was called Vivi, which I think is kind of quite of common for playthroughs. I mean, he literally looks like him. It's four letters, what you going to do and the, the white mage was named after uh, named hannah after the professional wrestler hannah Kimura for entirely non-pervy reasons i hasten to add so uh, that was my <laughs> that was my party really they're all about level 25 um at the stage of the game that we're at and i was I've, i think the equipment was all pretty optimized um i'm the kind of person who actually did money grind to get the silver sword um, all the way back yeah. in the early game which basically meant Me sailing, yeah, sailing around until you encountered those um, quite weak pirates which have a large amount of gill on them for some reason um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, think, yeah. I forget what they call the blue lads so yeah, um, yeah. They, yeah. yeah I remember them I think it's just like Japanese for pirate didn't we like, look that up Kaizoku yeah. isn't it yeah. yeah oh okay I think they're called like privateers in, in my version or whatever <laughs> but privateers <laughs> kind of makes sense that they would have a lot of gill though because I mean they're you know, kind of weak, but they're strength in numbers, and they just go around and steal shit from people. Yeah, that it makes much more sense than say a shark having some money on him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or an evil, an evil eye well, having three thousand two hundred. A shark could have eaten a bear, which has eaten a human, which had money in its wallet. It makes sense to me. It's like a three bird roast. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. Level together, like a, a matroshka doll, like <laughs> a, f- a flesh matroshka, if you will. Oh god, let's yes. just call it turducken. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's really all that's in here in the in the cave, right? Yeah, yeah. Waterfall yeah, cave. I made good use of the warp spell mm. to get the fuck out of there because I didn't feel like walking all the way <gasps> oh. back. I wanted to say something about the uh, exit spell. So I have exit on my uh, red wizard and the text when you, cause like, you know, like typically like you select a spell and it would just be like warping out or whatever, you know, something like that. But like, there's like oddly interesting flavor text for like an old NES game that when you, um, when you select exit from the from the magic menu, it says lost, no way out, hopeless, no way. Use this spell to exit. <laughs> and that's, oh, that's what it says so when you use it. It's incredible. I love the, uh, I love the attitude of your descriptions. <laughs> yeah, yeah they're so good. No, wait, well, the, don't. The, the rat tail, yeah, better throw it away. No, wait. <laughs> it's kind of like it's in trying to sign you up to a cult, like lost, no way out. <laughs> Take off the personality yeah. test. <laughs> <laughs> Doctors hate it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. But um, the, the main reason I thought that a uh, warp cube also was um, kind of like uh, the Tesseract is because in a mind game is described as a cube made of multi hued substance. Which is kind of cool, like yeah, iridescent. It's like um, it's like those mechanical keyboards that have all the rainbow lights. Yeah. That's <laughs> oh hell yeah! But I totally don't have on. <laughs> the robot gives you a fucking like cube, and it says like Corsair on it. <laughs> Logitech. <laughs> yeah, Logitech. <laughs> this spell was actually called Brexit in my game. 
Yeah, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to, do we want to go to the tower or Une? So I, I'll just say I went to Dr. Une next. So the thing is you can do the next part of this quest without actually going and speaking to him. But he's a individual that we met in Melmon the first time we went, which is where the uh, the vampire had burned down the quote unquote clinic, and uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, so he's still there, and uh, and we met his brother right in uh, Onrak, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Who says that like, oh, he was he was an expert in leafinish, and so we go there, talk to him. He mentions that we have the slab, and is like, okay, well, I'll teach you how to speak this language. And so I'm pretty sure that's how language acquisition works. We just learn it immediately. And we're well, in our version, it. it's called uh, the Rosetta Stone, which is the software that just teaches you languages. With, <laughs> yeah, it's right. very easy to just, you know, boot up yeah, that we, CD. <laughs> we learn it Matrix style where we just suddenly know it. <laughs> yeah. We learn Leafinish and Kung Fu. <laughs> uh, how, does he have any kind of like weird presentation with how he teaches you the language, Curtis? Because he's it, kind of a real dick in mine. It's just a dialogue box. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you learned the language, yeah. I don't even get a dialogue box saying you learned the language. It's just you just talk to him and then it has happened. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> it's, that's, it's kind of the same in mind, but he says, uh, hmm, let me see that stone slab. Why, if it isn't the Rosetta Stone, my dear know-nothings, this stone is key to unlocking the mystery of the Lufinian language. Hmm. <laughs> Fuck yes, off, of course. <laughs> Eureka, I've got it. It's an arcane language, but I suppose I can teach it to you. I hope you can appreciate such knowledge. There. Now even you can speak the Lufinian tongue. <laughs> I was like, right, dude, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. It gave me like a booster shot. <laughs> and then after that, he says, like, if you talk to him again, he just says, bless the crystals. So, like, that implies, like, he loves the crystals. Therefore, he probably loves, like, the legendary heroes of light. Yet he's such an asshole to you. Yeah. He's like, oh, you fucking <laughs> idiots, you dipshits yeah. can probably learn this too thanks to this cool stone that you just went just through con- hell to get. We're just contractors, man. We're just like, <laughs> should start a union. Yeah, <laughs> warrior of the light union. <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts talking about Rick and Morty and how you have to, so right, yeah, he's an was... asshole in mine. Well, yeah, mine is French says the same thing, but we he's never a little have... more respectful. Well, we never have to deal with his ass again. Yeah, yeah, just a moment. Let me see that tablet. This is this is the Rosetta Zone. This makes it possible to cipher Lufinian. Hmm, yes, of course. That's what it was. That all makes sense. Here, allow me to express my gratitude by teaching you Lufinian. Oh, well, there, now you can speak Lufinian too. Yeah, that's it's a, a nice guy in that one. Great fight, yeah, yeah, nice guy. Eh? <laughs> Restore the crystals to grace. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's to nice. grace. That's a lot. That, that's like from the original Latin. Uh, it's not, <laughs> not bless the crystals. It's uh, restore the crystals to grace. Yeah. <laughs> So anyone who goes to church, like, yeah, yeah. you can tell the last time they've been there if they don't do the, use the new uh, <laughs> the new one. So uh, Leafen, the town, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or however... Lufenia, I think in ours. Is it? Yes, yeah. Lufenia. Well, that's wrong. Um, <laughs> and I will not accept it. <laughs> so getting to this uh, little town, um, yeah. this is on the east wing, I guess, of this, yeah. um, of this continent. If, yeah. um, from Gaia being the, the head slash the, the hawk's head hawk's eye i forget what they called it and just like any town that i want to get to i drive the airship over the town and then i go back looking for a parking space <laughs> and i'm like yeah there's woods i, plane I can't land now. on yeah yeah i know yeah i know and uh an entire fucking world away there's one small 
piece of greenery that we can land on. Yeah. From the distance from Gaia to this town, uh, basically only like a quarter of the way there is where the parking spot is. And so you have to walk like the, the other, you know, three quarters of the way there. Yep. For me, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, for me at least, I don't know if you all found another spot. I found it just north of that lake. I could only find one. Uh, the first time yeah. I went to Lufenia, it wasn't really that much of a problem for me to find it. And I was like, oh, okay, well, whatever. Here's the parking spot. It kind of sucks, but whatever. And then I went there and I was like, oh, I'll probably get like unique dialogue and just check out the town. And they, every single one of the NPCs says the same thing, which I'll try and pull up because it's just, it's just like weird. Um, you know, it, it doesn't mean anything because you can't speak the language yet. But, um, when I went back after getting the language, I like couldn't find the spot. I was like, where the <laughs> fuck? Where did I park? <laughs> Landlords are built over it. What are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, kids, we parked in the itchy lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they just say Lu dot 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 pa dot 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 gamhi dot 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 diho. Dull. And like every NPC just says the same exact thing. Dude, that's the most basic leafiness. You haven't even picked that up by now? Yeah, geez. So. <laughs> I've spent so much time watching Leaf and anime. Like by this point, I at least know that. <laughs> they called me Baka. I don't know what that means. <laughs> That's probably a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> I like to imagine that Une was like such an asshole. It's like the if you ever seen the Monty Python sketch about the guy who gets uh, put in prison for uh, doling out fake English Hungarian phrase books. So it's just loads of Hungarian tourists going around London and saying things like, my hovercraft is full of eels. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, so we can go into this town and it is a lot of exposition, right? Yes. It's a very unique uh, town, though. It's a very it flowery. Is. Um, even though we've already spoken to elves um this is more like i would say lord of the rings elvish kind of vibe where it's yeah. Very, yeah kind of ornate i thought the same thing very ornate and there's like vines everywhere well even like um, the name of like the language leafenish i was like that just sounds like elvenish or something like that like it's like the high elves versus like the wood elves or something oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. kind of get that vibe these lufians are so lit so lit so <laughs> damn lit so but, uh, uh, yeah go ahead. Uh, on my way out but um y'all did y'all see that um fountain on your way in Yes. Yeah. Did you talk to it? No. No. I did, but it just had the generic uh, fountain text that is like in any town that has a fountain. Oh, really? Because uh, yeah. mine said, uh, "Let's take a peek at your reflection in the water." Ugh, you're filthy. Watch up. Wash up already. <laughs> that's what my that's yeah. what my first one said in the first town. It said that. Yeah. Yeah. I think but, all the uh, mm. all the fountains are the same. All fountains is the same. All fountains <laughs> is the same. I, I love how you, you and your crew have been adventuring for, you know, what what must be in game like days or weeks or even months, like doing all sorts of fighting, getting all like mud over you probably. And then you go <laughs> into this asshole town and the fountain's telling you to have a wash. <laughs> <laughs> even the inanimate objects seem to have a problem. <laughs> It's we like can't. if you're on tour and uh, you just like stop at a rest stop and you go up to the sink and you look at it and it's like, you look fucking gross. Yeah. Wash your goddamn face. That's how I feel every time I uh, I load up my Switch game and the screen turns black and I just see myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see, but you see like, yourself oh. from like the under angle too, where it looks like you have a big chin, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the worst. <laughs> Are there no mirrors in this game? I guess not. It's the, it's, yeah, I don't. It's, it's the don't past. So. It's long ago. <laughs> With all the robots. Um, <laughs> so speaking of which, so these people are kind of the descendants we learn of the, um, the, what would you call it? The uh, technologically advanced civilization that lived in the sky. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so these are their descendants. And they kind of tell us that like 400 years ago, I think it is, like there was like a, a terrible something something happened up there and uh, they've been living down here since. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of text here and a lot of it is kind of just like, oh, we heard legends of the, the four yeah. warriors of light. It turns out they were true and just more like world building like that. Yeah. Well, I think one of the big parts is that because, you know, we, we've dealt with all the fiends except for the wind fiend. Uh, one of the townspeople says that 400 years ago, we easily controlled the power of wind. And that's why the castle was their Their, their civilization was able to float is that it was like literally being suspended by wind. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Someone else says uh, our, our ancestors created robots. I wonder if they still work. So that kind of, you know, yeah. Oh, uh, there is a good thing that we should point out where in, uh, in my game, someone says we came to believe there was another culprit behind the four fiends. We sent five warriors Ooh. to seek him out, but they never returned. Oh, Ooh. who were those five fiends? And why are they only sending four of us? <laughs> so, so yeah, there was five, oh, five friends. I'm sorry. Yeah, they're five friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate fi- fake fiends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're about to put this motherfucker back in the fiend zone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, someone also mentions that the Tower of Mirage, which we've heard about, or Tower of Illusions, or whatever it's been called, um, is the entrance to like the Sky uh, Palace that uh, they're yeah. talking about their ancestors set- sending into the sky. Right. Um, I got some good dialogue. Uh, So you use a vessel called an airship. It was built by one of our ancestors, a man by the name of Sid. Oh, it doesn't appear in mine, but that's Mm. awesome. He loves cigarettes. (laughs) (laughs) They do say um, that the airship was built by their ancestors, but (laughs) I think that's just like a retcon for uh, whoever the localizers were like, oh, we need a Sid in every game. But uh, His we name also was Sid, and we found out that he was also the headmaster of a place called a garden. <laughs> <laughs> he, lo- he loved being turned into an oglop and getting high on nephesites. That's yeah. his. Uh, <laughs> he looked a little bit like someone in legend named Robin Williams. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we also learned that. So you you said one time before Carl that there was like an order that the fiends appeared in to start fucking everything up. And that like yeah. the original one was like the wind one. And we learn here that the wind fiend Tiamat is the reason that they're no longer living in the floating castle that 400 years ago, it seized the power of wind and kicked them all out essentially. Um, and yeah. he still lives there to this very day. Yeah. Ooh. And someone uh, mentions um, like the, the five brave warriors that we were talking about, like the yeah, five friends, the sky warriors. Um, uh, says uh, five of our bravest warriors were our last hope. They still live, but have been turned into bats. Yeah, which I saw is that too. A weird detail, which I don't. Which is know. also weird because the other the, the person listing right next to him is like, oh, I hope nothing happened to those guys we sent out. And the person listing <laughs> has been said they've been turned to bats. <laughs> maybe one of them's in denial, or maybe one of them's just like a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all these bats that we've been talking to are just other fallen heroes in the past. Oh, bats! I'm sorry, that's leafinish for corpse. I there was <laughs> disconnect there. My bad. Five G turned them into bats. <laughs> <laughs> they used to have the floating castle, but after five yeah, G stole the the power of wind from them. <laughs> so, I did not get this the first time I was here. I had oh, to no. come back later. Oof. Y'all know that there's a shop in this town? 
Mm-hmm. Oh no, I didn't even see that. Shit, I gotta oh. go back a third Ooh. time. Oh, so I found this out after as well. Like, oh wait, yeah, I, think I, here. I did the whole Mirage Tower and Sky Fortress, and then went back because I was looking up on um, online. I was like, oh, let's see what I have and what I don't have. I noticed something I don't have, and it said it was in this town, and I was like, but there were no shops in that town. Where would I? What do you mean? And so once you enter the town, if you go back behind the row of houses. Uh, it's kind of like um, the uh, water shrine or the sunken temple, how we had to like loop the world around or whatever to get somewhere. Yeah. And it's kind of like an off beaten path. There's an off beaten path that we can go. And there's a magic store like off the screen, like all the way. You, know, you have to walk out into like the nether realm of the map where there's just grass and nothing else. And if you keep going, you eventually wind up at a magic shop. Oh Holy my gosh, shit. I found a picture. That's so it's like this lily in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nothing. And uh they it's sell just a shed behind the <laughs> right yep. behind the city, yeah. <laughs> they sell the most powerful black and white magic. Uh yeah. in my game it's nuke, which mm. is I think flare in the flare, later games. Yeah, yeah that's right. We'll and, talk about that in a bit. Yeah, and fade, which is holy. So I don't know why fade I is fade. Holy. So holy is here in yours, because in ours it's full life and holy was in <gasps> Oh uh, no, I'm sorry, you're right. Life two, life two is here. Two. My mistake. Yeah, Full yeah life, life two consequences. Two. Yeah, my bad. You're right. You're right. You're right. Let lift two is here. I, I I almost shit myself at the cost of these uh, of these spells because the way the the way it's laid out in my version, there's no space between where it says level eight or L eight and yeah. sixty thousand. So I just instantly looked at that and thought it was going to cost me eight hundred sixty thousand. Yeah, <laughs> every time, every time I look at that, I'm like eight hundred sixty thousand. Jesus! <laughs> I, I went the other way with it and I was like, holy shit, this magic is level eight thousand six hundred. <laughs> 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 late thousand yeah late late thousand in my <laughs> version it's a cost of one fairy <laughs> should have saved that fairy for later but uh yeah so <laughs> nuke is a elementalist non-elemental i guess would be the term yeah. a non-elemental attack for the black wizard only uh so no red wizard can have this it's just black wizard and it's the most powerful magic damage you can deal um, real, real late into the game, at least on the NES version, because of the critical glitch, magic almost becomes useless. Like it's, So even though it's the sure. most powerful one, it's just like, well, <laughs> magic doesn't matter. So yeah. <laughs> whatever. But life two, though, great, super good, especially because like from this point on, it seems like every enemy, even the little piddly ones that we fight have instant death spells and like can hit like 10 times in a row it's ridiculous like numbers just start flying in this game holy shit yeah yeah so it's pretty wild but good finds either way oh and so i think it can it also kill undead uh enemies in this game or is that just i'm looking at the uh, the fandom site now and it might just be like that becomes a trope later like using a phoenix down on a uh an undead enemy yeah i don't think i if 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 I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think it just revives and fully restores. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, you've got it, the it, harm spells on this game for doing the damage to the undead, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that you have the option to toggle between party and enemy for spells. In this yeah, game. yeah. Cor- correct. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so you can get those here, which I didn't get till the very end of this episode when I realized I didn't have them. So Yeah, this would have been helpful, for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> can you uh, use Life 2 or... Um, whatever it's called uh full life in battle or is it like life where you can't 
You have to use it after battle. I believe you have to use it after battle. Yeah. That makes sense. So, R.I.P. So yeah. there's besides the um, shop, there's another important thing we need to. Oh get yeah. Here, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's the called the chime. Yeah. Um, so on the right, south right side of the screen, after the guy tells you about the bats, there's a guy yes. just next to him who um. Hands you the chime. I think it's like a, re- a remote lock for a car. You know, they have a little beep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> press the unlock button and it makes a little chime and you go up to the, the Mirage yeah. Tower and click it. And it's like. <laughs> so this, he said, uh, before you leave, legendary warriors, take this chime with you. It will grant you passage into the Mirage Tower and you obtain the chime. Yeah. So in mine, it's called the bell. He says, now take this bell. Use bell. it to enter the Tower of Mirage. Yeah. One bell, you can't even buy anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You ain't, you're not going to get any turnips for that. <laughs> that many bells. Uh, Alex, are you still playing Animal Crossing? You betcha. You still got Excel spreadsheets? <laughs> Doing yeah, it right. Still, I'm still logging turnip prices. <laughs> I'm logging my fossils. I have 100% of my fossils. I'm trying to complete my decks for this, for this month before more fish come into season. Oh, now, if, yeah. you, if you get all the fossils, you can make Almanite and Kabuto. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good joke don't worry, <laughs> don't worry about it don't worry about it it's a good joke <laughs> all right so, so now we got this chime we got should this, we take a we break got... before we venture the desert yeah i guess we may as well yeah. <laughs> all right let's break break this is where the break music will play i'm gonna play the old one oh, yeah. we've got like two or three episodes left and we still have the old hey, one. i'm still writing ff7 on all my checks <laughs> well we truly are in the hell zone but yeah. you know what i want to talk about that's not hell zone i want to talk about and you can correct me if i'm wrong on this one maki ito oh that- yeah i've actually i've, I've <laughs> met her really um, she, yeah she came to a so there's a wrestling promotion in london which um is just like uh, all women's wrestling and they they often bring in uh, people from japan and so they brought in Maki Ito because, like, she's uh, quite well-known among wrestling fans for being uh, something of a character. I mean, basically, I don't know how much you know about her deal, <laughs> but uh, basically... I, she, I know about uh, her body mouth, and it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, she, she, she used to be an idol and basically hated it, and, like, she suffered quite a bit from depression at, at the time. And then she got into wrestling, and her gimmick is basically a sort of Miss Havisham character, where she's like, no, I don't like being an idol, all well, that's bullshit, but, like, she still wears her old gear and still like sings coming oh. out uh, out to the ring <laughs> and um but like i don't know who it is i've got my suspicions about who it is but someone's teaching her english gradually but like every so often <laughs> she will tweet the latest one was um words learned today simp yes yeah, simp, <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, one of them was i think um uh pearl necklace <laughs> um, recent, was, a, was a recent one and like so someone who's just only teaching her rude words but I mean I, I was the actual same like I started learning Hindi when I was at grad school and yeah. um, as soon as I started learning Hindi I texted an Indian friend of mine it's like yo I started, I started learning Hindi teach me all the swear words yeah <laughs> that's, uh, that's all that's on the Rosetta Stone is, is the Lutheran <laughs> swear words the Lutheranish swear words Dr. Rune is teaching you to curse and nothing else well curse and I uh, when, when we were in Mage Hand we uh oh you you missed this show curse I'm so sorry but uh we 
Uh, we were supporting this band called um, Mushakusha. Oh they, yeah, they're God, like underground uh, heavy metal from like from Japan, and they came over. Um, and the, they have an interpretive dancer as one of their members, and he's like, he's slowly learning English, and like he and the frontman like thanked everyone, and then like this guy who's the dancer came over, and he just like. My dick is very small. That's so good. Dude, I saw a Ore ska band at Warp Tour, and like their leader, I guess, is the trombone player, and she was just like, fuck, I don't know fucking English. Fuck, let's fucking yeah. dance. Fucking shit, fuck. And <laughs> like, just kept saying that. Everybody was going fucking nuts. I, what I admire about, so um, about Maki Ito is she'd learned enough English to like um, to plug her merch at the end of her match when she wrestled <laughs> in London. So she was just saying, I, well, I'm very poor. I need money. So you buy T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good that's, that's like awesome. um i've i've seen a couple of uh like j-pop concerts recently uh like uh Kyrie pamu pamu and uh like perfume and stuff and they'll like go out on stage and i guess they just have like pre-written things in like katakana so they're just like kind of reading along from a book and it's like always my favorite part like i love i'm like i love all the music and stuff and i'm like oh i really want to see the songs but i will never complain about like the five minute like conversations that like <laughs> these artists are trying to have with the crowd in a completely different language that they like yeah it, it's so good you and i went and saw bandmade not together oh, but on two, so two subsequent nights like, so fucking good uh but my point in bringing it up was though that your podcast is about japanese wrestling isn't it it is yes yeah it's yeah. um it's mostly historical stuff like we do I mean, we review WrestleMania every year, and that's about the limit of our engagement with uh, Western wrestling. And mostly, as yeah. it was this year, is us saying, this is kind of shit, wasn't it? Yeah, but I had a, I had a good time <laughs> ripping the piss out of it with my mates. But yeah, mostly it's just um, <laughs> historical Japanese wrestling storylines and matches and uh, and stuff like that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just sort of random ephemera to do with, uh, to do with that. It's, it's kind of quite an irreverent take on it. So, like, we, we know there's podcasts where they cover more stuff um, and they've got a greater depth of knowledge, but um, we kind of... I, I don't know how many, like, people get... Like, some of the references to old, like, Scottish soccer games from, like, the 90s. Like, <laughs> we, we, we have we have an audience of a sort. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't know why, but it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's quite entertaining, yeah. And... Um, uh, we we did we did once do an episode called football is pro wrestling and uh, <laughs> football as in as in as in soccer yeah. and um we 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 that was that was a bad mistake because we were recording for about four and a half hours oh, <laughs> and, oh and i was like we know what that's like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i was like okay we'll get all the football chat out of our system and then when we come back to doing the regular episodes, we won't go off on weird tangents about it. And that was a colossal failure on every score. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, if you're listening, uh, go check out George's podcast. Yeah, it's oh, great. Oh, I, I, I can plug it at the end if you like. And uh, yeah, we'll, oh, we'll, we'll, we're going to plug it in the front and plug it in the middle and plug it at the end. It'll oh, be great. There'll be, there'll be no unplugged holes. <laughs> I'll keep an eye on my timer on my recording and every five minutes I'll make sure we, we get another plug in. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, check us out. This is how I could have brought us back in. So I'm going to, I'm going to do it now. Boom. Rewind. We're talking about football again, right? Uh, and you were saying that the first final fantasy game you ever played was final fantasy nine. Mm -hmm. There was a great meme about a footballer, Zinedine Zidane. 
Yes. Oh, Zidane is the shit. main character of Final Fantasy IX, the ninth in the Final Fantasy installment, and we're back in. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, we're not playing Final Fantasy IX. We're playing well, eight less than that. <laughs> <laughs> Nine minus eight. That's what they called it when it first came out. <laughs> <laughs> they actually used to just call this the great Final Fantasy. And then it just became Final Fantasy one. <laughs> it was the penultimate fantasy once number two came out. <laughs> um, yeah, so we got to get into this Mirage Tower. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So if you forgot your bell, you got to go and find parking oh. again and walk all the way back. <laughs> yeah. And, oh yeah, because yeah, I, no I didn't get those spells, so I actually had to do the whole walk multiple times, and I was like, this blows. Yeah, that walk sucks because yeah. I, I wanted to see, you know, if there was anything like worth checking out, and I was kind of like, oh, there'll be a shop there, which I didn't find, so that's why I went there first, and then I was like, oh shit, I just need to, you know, go see Une, and I was like, yeah, it wasn't that hard to get there, and then like. I was like running out of time that I could play and I was just like, I need to find this fucking thing. Like I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I gave myself plenty of time this time. Cause I knew that we were going to get real gross with it. You mm. also gave us a heads up about that like several days ago and I did not heed that warning. Like, <laughs> so finding this Mirage Tower is pretty easy, but what happens it's- if you come here without the bell slash chime? I think you just can't go in. I think I tried that uh, earlier without even really realizing that there was anything and you just like walk up to it and you can't go into it. So okay. It, it's a mirage. Yeah. You just walk right through it. Oh, maybe that's what. Maybe so. Maybe. I don't think you walk through it. I think you just like bonk into it. <laughs> bonk. <laughs> there, there's some quite hard enemies in the desert as well around it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't get a lot of encounters, but uh, yeah, there were some toughies out there. Yeah, there's like the the uh, the Tyros. It's called on mine. It's basically the uh, the T Rex. Yep, yep. And, yeah, and yeah, it's just yeah. a the, fucking dinosaur. It's just <laughs> a, an allosaurus yeah. in mine. Yeah, lots of dinosaurs in this desert. Presumably here for all the rich vegetation they like to feed on. Uh, <laughs> and, well, there is actually one called a T Rex, which is like the souped up version of the Tyros. Which is it, it's a dinosaur like a friend of a friend. He couldn't remember the name, and he just called it the Big Man from Jurassic Park. <laughs> I'm a big man. <laughs> it just makes me think of uh, a Mighty Boosh gag. Are you, uh, George? Are you familiar with the Mighty Boosh? You know what? I've never actually seen an episode of it. Uh, like, I, I recommend friends who, who who really like it. I've never seen it. High recommend. There, there's a character who I, I think interestingly is like the only like American actor on that show. But um, he uh, he always in the first season they work at a zoo and he's like the the zoo, like the head zookeeper or whatever. But he can never remember the name of the animals. So the yeah. just gags of him being like he's like you know the long man the long mover. Yeah, yeah. Like you talking about the snakes? And he's like, yeah, the long mover. <laughs> Our first stop today on the tour is the largest animal in the zoo, the gray leg face man. What? You know, the gray leg face. He's got legs and another leg on his face. The elephants. Well, yeah. If you want to get technical, Mister Smarty Pants. Uh, they also bumped into the actual sandworm this time, not a gigas one. Yeah, it's just a yep. strips. It's oh, drooling yeah. from the mouth, which is like a very, it's very thirsty. <laughs> thirsty boy. <laughs> it's drooling. I know I said it last time. We about to moo a deep this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, wait, Mirage Tower. Yeah, Mirage Tower. So Mirage Tower itself is not awful. I found uh, there it's are not very hard to navigate. Yeah, that's the that's the big thing, right? Is it's it like more a lot of a test of, these... of just stamina and like just um, 
you know, toughness more yeah. than like patience because it's just you know where you have to go. Yeah, I feel like a yeah. lot of these dungeons in this game are very maze like, and uh, this one seems to be just more like here's where to go, no big deal, get through it. Yeah, if, yeah. You, if you don't care about treasure, you can pretty much just skip the first floor. Like the yeah. the, the door yeah. to the second floor is right by the entrance. <laughs> Which I, I ended up doing. I like a big, I was running short on time. <laughs> like a big also, dummy. our walkthrough did not clarify what was in each of the chests. Yeah, I want to talk about that too. So, um, oh, just I got like a, a quick a quick peek behind the curtain. Um, it's been kind of a crazy, however long it's been since the last time we recorded, and I didn't have as much time to play. Like usually, Saturdays are my day to uh, like play through and like get ready for the podcast and everything. But we were recording on Saturday this week, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll I'll have time. And I spent a lot of my time um, doing the the power leveling that we were talking about last week with the evil eye. And I want to bring this up because I was like, I wonder how many of these things I killed. Um, cause I had to go back and forth a couple of times to get there. I was power leveling and I was like, this is taking a lot longer than I expected it to. So it turns out in my version of the game, they completely nerfed the power leveling. Oh, really? Um, so <laughs> when you, when you kill the evil eye, you're supposed to get, uh, 3,225 experience points and then the same amount in gill. And I was getting 806 experience points and then well, the same amount of gill. So I wonder because I was only getting 800 per person. But 800 per person is 3,200 experience. No, because I think it, it, when I'm looking on like the fandom and everything, it says that that, or, or when I look in like the bestiary of the thing that I fought, it says it gives out 3,225 experience and 3,225 gill, okay. but it gives out like a fourth less than that when you go back and try to power level, at least mm. in my version. Oh, okay. Because mm. I was going to say like the, a fourth of that is how much I was getting, per person no no because i yeah. think the first time you got the same amount and then this time it's just like it gives you way less which is still good and it's still like a good way to farm but i was kind of expecting okay. it to be much more and i looked and i realized gotcha. that i had fought it 76 times fought and defeated it, it 76 <laughs> times and i was like okay this is taking a little too long so then i get here and the next area that we're gonna go and the evil eye is just a fucking random encounter that yeah. you have in here and i was like oh my god well no, i think the thing <laughs> is that like you, there's nowhere you can fight with that frequency and so even yeah, though the exactly. evil eye doesn't have the most experience you can get, it's the most yeah. experience you can get over an amount of time because ah, you, you can force that encounter. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah. that makes me feel a lot better because I was like, yeah. oh my God, maybe they just like decided to make that as a patch in a later <laughs> version. I was like, God yeah. damn. So let me like, tell you people all are getting too good at leveling. The three things that you missed on the first floor in order yeah. of importance. Yeah. The heel helmet. Okay. Which is the third mm -hmm. third in importance. It, it casts heal two. So it's important, but it's not as important because there's another one coming up and you can afford to get rid of one. Yeah. Uh, the second is the Vorpal Blade. Vorpal? Vorpal, yeah. Which is supposed to have extra critical damage, but I'm playing on the NES, so it doesn't matter. It does nothing. Uh, and it's weaker than the swords I already have, so whatever. But most importantly, the Aegis, Aegis? Aegis shield? Mm. Best shield for the fighter. It's actually Aegis. <laughs> uh, consider me wrecked. <laughs> but uh, the layout of this floor is uh, mostly just concentric circles. Um, and on the upper side, there is another one of these robots. I don't know if you've talked to. Are we still on the first floor? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On the first floor, um, on the on the upper side of the screen. Oh, I did and talk to him. As a yeah, fact. he just says, Master, we've waited so long. 
Yeah, right. Well, I yeah. guess maybe because we have the cube or the chime. He thinks yeah. that we're a master. 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 I think, I, I'm not sure which floor it's on, but it's right before a staircase, so I'm assuming it's the uh, it's the first floor. Uh, he says, One of us flew to the west, taking the warp cube with him. Ah. I think on the second or third floor, there's a robot by the stairs. Yeah, that might be the one that I'm thinking of, though. Yeah. There's the um, cube that I've been after, master, master, master. Where's that cube that I've been after? Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. They kind of like explained what happened to their. Uh, it's just like the mermaid before. Like, oh yeah, we had a buddy who went out with our cube. I wonder what happened. Yeah, yeah, ties yeah. it together. Yeah. <laughs> but there's um, like, um, I don't know what they look like in your um, game, but there's these uh, light up panels, which later I think are implied to be kind of ancient computer tiles. Yeah. There's something similar to that. They don't light up or animate or anything, but in ours they yeah. kind of blink red. They're like they're like, they're like a, another slab, but they have kind of glyphs in them that kind of glow yeah. and blink. That in makes mind. sense. They're here at least. They're just like solid gray in my game. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, Did you all see the return of the first boss? The uh, the vampire. Uh, oh yeah, the vampire. The vampire. Uh, I thought you were gonna say the the black knight. Oh, yeah, Black Knight's here. It's Garland. He's back. Oh, Garland. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Garland's back. Like, that's what I thought you meant. Shit. Yeah, that's what no. I thought too. Like, yeah, sorry. Like, I guess actually, maybe it's like the third boss. There's like Garland, and then the pirate. <laughs> so, about the, uh, yeah. the the first the first quote unquote fiend. Yeah, the, fiend, yeah. the fiend's underling. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there are vampires here. They appear in sets now instead of just by themselves, uh, and are a joke. So yeah, they're no problem now because. It, at this point, I have two of the light axes, which cast uh, Dia 2, or Diara. So just attack with um, my fighter and my ninja, and then Dia 2 with both my mages, and it's no problem. Like a dullard, once again, I sold both of my light axes. Because <laughs> oh, no. like, last episode, you were like, oh yeah, those do this. And I was like, oh, do they? I've already sold them. <laughs> I sold them immediately. <laughs> so, whoops. That's okay, the box is empty. <laughs> Did you all encounter anything called a, a guardian? Uh, it's called Maybe. guard in 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 the NES version, I think. Oh, but yeah, 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 they they were really creepy. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They they look kind of like. Uh, Do you have a picture of yours, Alex? They reminded me a lot of okay uh, the uh, like the Breath of the Wild guardians. Uh, yeah, looking at concept like, art, it actually looks like it's supposed to be kind of like. Ooh, kind of some body horror stuff. Uh, Gross, where mm-hmm. there's like legs, these two kind of rudimentary like robot arms, and then like a dome head on top with these little Interesting. Kind of, it's really bulbous. I can see that the NES sprite is not as clear, but it looks like some kind of horrifying like robot zombie like thing that's kind of crawling around. The, the arms are like twice as long as its body. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. it was like on mine, it was because, you know, it's the 8-bit sprites. I was like, man, this looks really fucked up. That's kind of why I was like, I wonder what they are in the other ones. But uh, yeah, that's that's about what they would look like. Real fucking twisted yeah. and weird like that. Oops. I just assumed they were like robots. Yeah, I guess they are kind of robots. I'm trying to find a sprite from them. Uh, how about, did y'all fight the blue dragon? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. The white eyes blue dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's on the third third floor, I think. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, so you find them, but they also are, or can be um, random encounters. Oh, well. yeah, actually, I... Actually, no, I didn't get I didn't get this random encounter um, on the second second floor. I just kept coming across like cockatrices and perilisks in incredibly large numbers, which was yeah. kind of very scary. Scary. I also got my favorite um, enemy name in in the game, which is the Catman. 
Yeah, Catman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All, 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 cat all I could think of was skimber dum 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 Catman's world. Catman's world. I also, okay, I also want to point out that mm. I greatly appreciate that you went with uh, Scatman's world instead of his much bigger hit, um, his much more overplayed hit, uh, I'm, I'm a, a Scatman, Scat da 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 <laughs> I'm a Catman. <laughs> Scatman's world is such a good it, song. It's the thinking person's I'm a Scatman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's when you want to feel something. Scatman's world. They're both very inspiring songs, but Scatman's world will make you want to make the world even better. My rule of thumb with uh, politics is because we've had a load of shift to the right by the Democrats and our ostensible centre-left party. I, I, my rule is I will not vote for you if your policy platform is to the right of the one articulated in Scatman's world. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Hell yeah. That's, that's, I, I am, that's how I'm going to live my life now as well. Holy oh, shit. <laughs> I'm gonna make a fucking Vice article that has Scatman and it's his new face of the left. <laughs> may, may he rest. <laughs> tell me about the color of your soul. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about the color of your soul. <laughs> so, um, well, this is Dawn of Souls in my version. Oh, and we're back in. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> so on the second floor, uh, we can find some more treasure. There's a lot of uh, gold or gill in this tower. So I've kind of just not taken pictures and notes of those because this looks yeah. like a server room. There's yeah, a lot yeah. of computers lining their walls in here. But uh you can get the dragon mail. It's a good mm. armor for the knight. Uh the sun sword. Good mm. weapon for deliver that dragon mail. <laughs> that's uh that's the one that Solaire uses, right? Uh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, fighter, uh, probably ninja, um, red wizard. And I was wrong. We don't have the white mage's best weapon. This is the white mage's best weapon. Oh, okay. The Thor hammer. Hell yeah. Thor hammer or Thor hammer? Thor. What okay. is Thor's so hammer's so name? Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Yeah. Meow meow. Meow meow. Meow meow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's the yeah. uh, same thing as the Halo armor, right? Uh, same thing as the Zeus gauntlets. At least. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, which is great because now I can actually give the Zeus gauntlets to somebody else and have them cast Bolt 2. And now the White Mage can cast it by selecting the Thor's hammer. Also, I was wrong about equipping and not equipping the weapons. You oh, can really? use the item as a weapon, or the weapon as an item, even if you have it equipped. Oh, you just go into equipment? Uh,. The, the menu options, I think, on the different games are different. In mine, it, you just go to item, and that's where it is. Like, your potions are under the command drink in this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so you have to go under item. I've used that command a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we've, all, we've all had to use that command to get through these times. <laughs> um, but yeah, so now we have two methods of casting Bolt 2. Handy. Hell yeah. Um, but this is only the beginning of the floor because like we were or of the tower because like we said there's um there's three there's three floors to it you go up one more that's where we have the scripted encounter with the blue dragon who is a motherfucker unless you kill him on your first go round. like if you kill him on your first go around no problem but he can really wreck you he can do some serious nice. fucking damage to all the characters at once so be careful so yeah, on the third floor, we um, after the dragon, uh, we find ourselves in this kind of little terminal, and there's another robot friend there. Um, in mine, he says, "Use the warp cube to travel beyond <laughs> the <laughs> sky." Yeah, he says. Uh, <laughs> the, he says, "Uh, it will take you to the flying fortress." Yeah, yeah. So 
So we could come here earlier if we had the chime and not the cube, and this is as far as we would get. Yeah. yeah. So then you'd have to back Two key items for one dungeon, or is it, yeah. Yeah. Is it one dungeon? That's kind of debatable. Like, it feels like it, because there's like I'd no... i call it one, yeah. Because there's no yes. breaks between the two parts. Yeah. Um, so what I'm kind of curious about is what does the Sky Fortress look like in your game once we step on the transporter and we actually go to the floating castle? Boink! Um, it kind of reminds me of um, something from like Shadow of the Colossus because it's uh, yeah. very. Um, is it suspended in blackness? Ours is mine is suspended in the clouds. You, okay. Yeah, you can see clouds underneath it. It's very blue and um, kind of uh, turquoise in its kind of color scheme. Gotcha. Yeah, mine is like just gunmetal gray. Like everything is gray. The floor is black. Outside of the castle is just black. It's just the abyss. <laughs> it's like I'm walking around in. Wow. And I was just like, yeah, this is fucking demented. I'm loving it. It's super cool though. Um, I mean, it looks very it's similar. Super cool. I mean, it looks very similar to any other castle. I mean, even like the sunken shrine, but the only difference is that clouds instead of water. Clouds instead of wood yeah. or whatever yeah, water, that. Uh, yeah. That brine pool that we were talking about last <laughs> yeah. time. This also feels less like a dungeon than any other dungeon we've been to thus far. Yeah, it's not really yeah. hard to navigate. There's a lot of loot and a lot of really intense uh, encounters up here. Yeah. I mean, up here because I think we're now above the earth. Is yeah. That what plan we're on? Yeah. But there's a lot mm -hmm. of, like, a lot of tough baddies because I mean, they're just throwing right at us, like, uh, Black Knights and uh, Spirit Nagas, Air and Elementals. So yeah, there's I'm, also the Doom Medusas. Knight. Doom I'm, Knight. I'm assuming yeah. that the Doom Knight and the Black Knight or Dark Knight or whatever that you're fighting is a different character that I have in my game. And they're called Badman <laughs> <laughs> and Evil Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So bad, badman, bad. evil badman. So I would say once again, NES takes it with better names. <laughs> uh, badman is just I'm an the evil man. <laughs> yeah. Tag yourself. I'm a bad man. <laughs> bad, uh, bad man is just the uh, the heel turn that the wrestler Rikishi did in the '90s <laughs> Attitude Era when oh, he <laughs> he hit at Stone Cold Steve Austin with a limo. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I once had like a guy tried to describe Rikishi to someone who had never seen wrestling before. <laughs> and he just said he was a big fat man who loved dancing and showing his ass. It's what wrestling's all about. Whom's the monks doesn't enjoy. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So like later saying the layout's kind of interesting too. Cause when we get to this, the first floor, there's just four ways to go and each way immediately leads to a room, right? Right. Like there's yeah. no circuitous paths or anything like that. It's just straight to where we need to go. Um, and the whole dungeon's kind of built that way, like in a very, uh, what would you call like uh, form follows function kind of way, right? Yeah. It's not really meant to confuse us. I mean, it does seem very like intentional. Um, like, you know, this is how it was designed and it also is still very functional. It's not falling apart. It's not yeah. like a naturally occurring thing like the you know the volcanoes or the ice caves or anything like that. Yeah. This is the most functioning man-made dungeon we've been in so far. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> um, but right off the bat, we can go south and get the Bane Sword, uh, which casts Bane <laughs> if used as an item, which is an instant kill move of wow. oh, hell yeah. of poison, 
So, because, like, again, in this game, poison is instant death for some reason. Yeah. Oh. And put a pin in that. We're going to come back to it, okay? So put a, oh, put a yeah. pin in the Bane Sword. We'll be back to the Bane Sword in a minute. <laughs> you merely adopted the floating castle. I was born in it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was uh, trying to think of the something. <laughs> uh, we can get another protect ring here. Um, and some monies. And then we can go up to the next floor, which is kind of more of the same right like it's just instead of four directions i think it's eight directions on the second floor split it's still again like a, it's like a a snowflake yeah, yeah. just like a, a one of us triggered liberals <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of good loot in here um, no, no two of us alike <laughs> and there's a very important item in the southwest side of this room yes yeah. there yeah. is mm-hmm the adamant adamantite and is it adamantite is that what it is i think it's adamantite and adams yeah okay yeah adam and the ants um but yeah we heard about this at the uh dwarf or dwarf caves or dwarf mines feels like an entire lifetime ago (laughs) yeah Yeah, i guess we can make a sword or something with that yes we can and i left the dungeon (laughs) to go do (laughs) this right now (laughs) Ooh. so i actually went to the dwarf cave and had him forge the adamant into the Excalibur, the oh, nice. best weapon for the knight. Steiner. It's for Steiner. That's right. <laughs> you can only get it if you beat the game in under nine hours or whatever it is. Yeah. Big pop up battle with Steiner. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that move shock does nine, 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 nine every time. <laughs> Love it. Anyway. And uh, ours, the crystal, it, it's a crystal that it looks like it's made like a, a kind of a fuchsia. Yeah. Like crystal and ours. I don't Some know. I, I, I imagine something like a metal. All right. I, I like know. it. You can find the white and black armor here as well. Oh, nice. Um, I'm guessing that's for the white and black wizards or mages. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point in the game, I don't know if y'all were having this or dealing with this. I can't carry any more armor. So every time I want to pick something up, I have to throw something away. Like every time. Oh, and that like, sucks. To the point where, like, I would want spells. I'd be like, okay, well, I have the healing helmet, but I have to unequip and toss something if I want that, like, because it's not going to be as good. So I actually started having to make, like, these, like, calls of, like, I guess I'm just going to take less defense so that I can have this item because it's so useful. And the, uh, the white, uh, the white armor casts Invis 2, I believe through using it no that's that's huge that's huge that's huge so yeah to, i mean to that, do that it, kind of takes to... away a need for defense as well because it makes it way less likely that you'll get hit exactly exactly so there, there is a, there is a chest here i can't remember what floor it's on but like this is a really cool trick by by the programmers because like you if, you if you try and open the chest it tells you you can't because you're carrying too much yeah. so it's like oh there might be some cool bit of armor in there so say you drop i don't know like it's, it's a, the next one it's the arm. next one is it yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. you open it and it's some fucking cloth yeah it's the next floor <laughs> so other than that there's just mostly gill here or i think there's like an opal bracelet but yes on the next floor that we go up there's only a couple chests and the one in the furthest reaches of it like the one that's <laughs> hardest to get to is just cloth and it's the last one you pick up. So, like, there's nothing good coming after it. So, like, <laughs> you throw away uh, some incredibly useful piece of equipment and you get the very first starting piece of armor that costs, like, 10 gil. Uh, <laughs> you hate to see it. You hate to see it. 
Um, but speaking of the next floor, so once we're done getting the adamant and the different items that we want, we go up there, and this floor is, like, jacked up. Like, it's all messed up. Okay, yeah, so we come out of here. It is, like, um, the first thing I see is uh, a large dome in the middle of the room. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and with a robot next to I talked to him first, and he said, From this observation window, you can look out on the entire world. And so I do. I look in the window, and there's like an observation. It looks like a dome, a kind of like a viewfinder. Yeah, um, it's crazy. You you look at the world, and you see that it's actually flat. <laughs> it is <laughs> in this one. And every time we go around the world, we're going to a different dimension. So we're just like we left our own world. Oh my god! To die. <laughs> yeah. uh, so what does it say or show when you look into that viewing so f- glass? For me, um, the first thing um, a text window comes up and says, "The observation window looks out upon the world." The four forces of fire, earth, water, and wind appear as a mist converging on a single point at a point at the center of the four altars. This must be the location of the Chaos Shrine. And then actually shows the map and all these different colored like energy coming from all the the locations we have converging at the Chaos Shrine, which I think is where we fought Garland. First, first, Garland. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Might be making Maybe a trip. go all the way back. Might be making a trip back there in our future. Mm-hmm. Uh, very interesting. Um, so yeah, uh, I would like to point out that in this floor, we experienced the greatest plot twist and reversal of the entire game because now instead of the cat man, there are the man cats, (laughs) (laughs) which I imagine is like a centaur. That's like a man body with a horse head. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think for us, it was just the rak- Rakshashas or something like that, maybe. Oh, Rakshasas? Yeah. Which are also the Catman, but they're green. Okay. Yeah, that, that would be the one. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Pro Cape is here, uh, which in my game is a shield. It doesn't have the shield icon, but it's equipped as a shield for some reason. So it's like a Mario cape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Mario's forward and B move. Yeah. And Smash, yeah, that sounds about is that right? right? I ju- my mind immediately went to Super Mario Brothers World, <laughs> where you can use it to like damage Super boost Scott and not lose it and stuff. There's all, all kinds of weird tech you can do with that. Love it. <laughs> Is there anything better than a good Super Mario World race speed run? No. Oh, it's so good. No, there isn't. It's the greatest thing of all time. It's always um, fun. I also encountered another room that actually, this is where I was actually able to interact with some of the computers. Oh. Um, um, yeah, so the there were a few tiles around. I think they all said the same thing, but it said analyzing to not no known weaknesses. So they're like, it looks like they're like studying the th- whatever the oh. next uh, fiend is. Interesting. That's funny. It's, it's much funnier in mine. Oh yeah. What's the same? It says, it says logging in Tiamat processing <laughs> data. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> like we're going to, we're going to so wait, is Tiamat like logging into this console <laughs> or am I logging into Tiamat? We're like, going to steal his Google pay information. <laughs> what a fool. <laughs> Tiamat's what Tor is called in this universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, also here is the Katana. Mm. Oh, nice. So, good weapon for the ninjas. Um, if you have him, I don't, and nobody else can equip it, so it's trash. I have him, but I didn't get it because I was running out of time. Oh, sorry. sorry. I just to had hear. to make a beeline for uh, Tiamat. And then we get to the Lost Woods. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, so we take the, we take the I guess they're teleporters, not stairs here, but you go up one floor, and it's a big, vast, repeating space that yeah. is 
Um, if you just want to get through it quick, go directly diagonal in in um, in either direction. I think. Yeah, I, th I went. I went. In, I went southeast. So did I. Mm -hmm. um, but it repeats because um, the location, the the other teleport you're looking for is just a, di a diagonal yeah. line straight from there. And there's nothing here, so there, it. Oh, there, yeah. oh yeah. nothing, nothing to find. There's plenty of en enemies out here. I, yeah, I, I bumped yeah. into yeah. a Dracula Lord or something like that, a vampire lord. <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh shit! I was gonna say there's a there's an enemy called Wizard Vampire in this one, and I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. how fucking nuts can this game get with this shit? Like this is so stupid. <laughs> like. Like I already, there's already been like a wizard mummy in my game, and they're I'm pulling, like, they're pulling bingo balls with different creatures. They really, <laughs> <laughs> they just made one of those things where it's like, what is your Final Fantasy enemy name? Uh, your month, your birth month is wizard. Uh, your your birth mom's maiden name, zombie. Yeah. <laughs> in the last oh four digits of your social security number. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the but yeah, make and so, model of your first car. Yeah. Oh. This is where we fight air, <laughs> by the way. Oh, hell yeah. It's just Element. a tornado with named air. <laughs> so Yeah, the, I, I usually would exciting. see a spirit now go hanging out with air. <laughs> hanging out with air. Yeah. The Nagas are the most, I think, uh, like, I think Eastern-influenced uh, monsters I've seen in this game so Maybe. far, which are like the snake serpents with like the lady face on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. even I, the name Snaga. I think as like the games go on, they start to bring in more of those influences mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, like I said, this is very just like D and D as shit. Yeah, just right. very Western fantasy, like a yeah. you know, like an Eastern take on a Western fantasy. Um, I fought some fire hydras and they got the jump on me. They were a pain because they all were just black. There was like three or four of them and they're all blasting me with fireballs. The fire hydras yeah. in Shelbyville are yellow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's good. No, that's good. We can end on that note. <laughs> No, no, let's but, all enjoy a nice, cool glass of turnip juice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so, then up to the fifth floor. Fifth floor. Important. Fifth floor. Let's just talk about it now. Let's just do it now. All right. Hell yeah. So the fifth floor has sentries and guards and all kinds of enemies. And these enemies can fucking whip your ass, too. Like, yeah. it's just a hallway. Like, the fifth floor is just a one-tiled hallway from the bottom of the screen where you teleport in to the top of the screen where we're going to fight the fiend at, right? I think it's 64 right. steps up to the fiend. Is it? Is what, yeah, I, is what I read because of, of this thing we're about to talk about. Okay. The famous like Nintendo many, number. The I number that Nintendo I, invented. I fought some things called Black Flan, which is, <laughs> which is the gooey creatures, but like they're named after like a pastry is really funny. Yeah. Do you yeah, remember yeah. when Flan was a meme? Oh, man, I do. Do you remember Giga It's like Putty? very weird. It was like when there was a different meme every month and everyone like kept track of it and made like calendars and stuff. Yeah. I can't remember if it was pre or post Dat Boy, the frog on the unicycle, but uh, anyway. But Dark Fighters is another one. I think it's like, it's like the Dark Knight or whatever they the, call him here. That's the baddest man. The baddest man. The worst man. The worst man. But so yeah, I think we're about to talk about um, an enemy, which I think in the NES version you're you're always guaranteed to encounter at least once, but in mine, it's truly random. No. No? No. I had to come back. A, I actually came back a second time to fight him. Okay. Nice. So you don't automatically see him. He's one out of every 64 encounters. Oh, it's one oh. out of... I, I, I read somewhere yeah. that it was three out of 64, but I... Yeah, uh, I, I, the tape, the probability table I've got is says 4.7%, but I had a lot, oh, okay, lot more than... 
I fought a lot more than 20 battles when I was, because I was up until about half two in the morning, like, searching for this motherfucker, and I had work in the morning. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, the motherfucker in question is, I think, in the NES version called Warmech. Warmech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In ours, or mine at least, it's called Death Machine. Death oh. Machine? <laughs> what is yours, Carl? Damn. I did not find it. Nice. <laughs> oh. In in true me form, I did not finish the uh, the super boss on the well. The, get in your car. The... Go sit in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> I can see if that. I can encounter it now while while you guys are talking. <laughs> 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 I, 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 I fast forward and it took me a while to find him. Um, so I want to ask a question actually um, about sure. that because um, you know how I, I think on the NES version I don't know what it is on the other versions, but. Um, even if you you reload you reload your game, you always get the encounters in the same order. So it's not truly randomized. Like I, I always used to be petrified of when I was un unequipped and unarmored um, at the start of the game, coming across a mad pony. Yeah, because uh, they right. were just they were just kicking my ass. And if I saved Crazy my game, I liberally abused the save state on the uh, on the mini, mini NES. And then I loaded it, and the first encounter was a mad pony. I was like, okay, well, I'm basically fucked now. So um, <laughs> what I wanted to know is like, is it possible to basically soft lock yourself um, if you hadn't been using multiple files and you use the save state, oh, and then the first encounter yeah. is the Warmech, and it's always the Warmech from that moment on whenever you load your game up. Well, I don't think it's not truly randomized. I, it's like when I autosave when I'm falling off a cliff in Skyrim and I keep playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you wouldn't soft lock yourself per se, like with the with like the hardcore term soft lock, because. Worst case scenario, you would die and game over and go back to your last save. Oh, that is true, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I never, never thought, I never thought about but that. you may be right. If you were if you were out of exits and you didn't yeah. have any options, you may just have to take the L. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can escape, but like you probably will die by the time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Warmech is a motherfucker. So Carl was talking about power leveling. So I actually went through this whole area. I did what needed to be done. I went power leveled at the evil eye in the ice cave yeah. for a good long while. I think I watched three episodes of Family Guy. <laughs> and then I uh, came Sweet. back up here and fought him. So by that time, I was like level 30. So I was like up mm. in levels at that point. I was ready to go. I was probably like 26 coming through here the first time. Yeah, 20, 26 was... Uh, was um, I had like the optimized equipment and I had all three ribbons. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was still a bit tasty this battle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm at level almost. I'm at level 49 for everyone. Okay, and this still this still was a challenge. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm cheating. Sorry, because I have I only have I have to edit half the week and play the other half. <laughs> right, right. <yeah. laughs> so I have less time to play with. So I've been using a. Uh, my game shark or whatever, but yeah, I'm, I'm at level 49. And I still had a hard time with this a lot. Yeah, so with 999 HP, and I was like, oh shit. Warmech uses an attack called uh, is it nuke? nuke? It uses nuke. Yeah, it uses it nuke. minus nuke, and it hits all of your party members. And Lord, does it do damage? So my yeah. uh, for monk, me, it did almost like an average of 300. About 300 damage. Yeah, it's Shut ridiculous. Up. Yeah, so it dishes, <laughs> fucking dishes. Yeah, and if it, if it just rolls that a couple of times in a row, then you're there's like nothing you can do. It's just yeah. like not a one shot, but pretty damn close. Yeah, I think in ours also the um, 
the Warmac or Death Machine um, has 2,000 HP. Yeah, but every turn mm-hmm. I think it it recovers. Yep. It has it's the ability to recover a hundred of it back. Yep. Which, yeah, and I think depending the, on how strong um, your guys are, it, it's really hard to kind of fight that uh you know that reco- that recovery. Yeah. Because you're dishing out. Maybe for me, I'm dealing 200 or 300 damage, but it's still like. I have to recover. Spend the other <laughs> have the turn recovering. Yeah, because it does so much damn damage to you. So like, you spend a turn recovering, you don't do any damage, and then it just recovers another hundred HP. Mm. Yeah, and I think I uh, I saw somewhere in my research of it that like it works differently in the NES version than it does in the uh, it's bugged. In our version. Yeah, yeah, but so, bugged in, a, in maybe a good way where oh, it yeah. doesn't recover as much. Yeah, it doesn't recover. No, yeah. it, doesn't. it just it just doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. So, so a, a good bug for for the yeah, first time yeah. ever. The, it's funny because the bugs at the beginning of the NES game make it like more difficult than the other mm-hmm. versions of the game. But <laughs> as the game goes on, it's skewed entirely the other way. That like all the bugs actually end up being like well in your favor by the end of the game. Hell yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like the critical hits, like I'm doing critical hits every turn. <laughs> at this yeah, point. I think it's only it's only got a thousand HP on the NES version. I say it only a yeah. thousand. That's still quite yeah, a lot, yeah, which is still um, nuts. We'll put it yeah, this way: it like, was it's bugged enough in my favor that I finished the fight with all of my characters alive, which is crazy. Yeah, same. Wow. Yeah. I had yeah. so yeah, I have all my characters starting at like you know nine hundred nine hundred ninety nine, uh, and uh, there was one point in this encounter. Where Archie only is the only one standing, and he had 30, 30, he only had like thirty HP left, and I somehow managed to like get Hot Dog back up, and then like get, like and then throw on a, like I, I somehow was able to slowly get everyone back in without getting everyone killed again, and, and then he managed to take him out. Like, <laughs> but it, it took a while. Yeah, to, even though I was I was you know I was cheating. <laughs> I would say it it pretty much relies to me it relies on getting the fast spell on your monk and your knight because that allows them to do more damage and hit more criticals and the thing is he has so much defense in this game and uh so i don't know if we've ever mentioned this but at least for the nes version criticals don't just do more damage they ignore defense so oh wow if i were if i would be to hit the enemy and like because of their defense say do like 50 damage instead of the 100 and then I did a critical, I would do the full 200 damage instead of just the 50 times 2. So criticals in this are necessary for the yeah. uh, the end game. Yeah, I saw pretty much the strategy here is to buff your fighters as much as possible and uh, then pretty much just use your like white mage for healing yeah. and like defensive stuff and basically just pray. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It is. It's definitely some luck. Yeah, I, I, I must have got real lucky because I didn't I didn't use fast on this because my attitude was basically it's kill or be killed. So I was just bombarding it with I had two fighters. So I just used um, uh, attack and uh, I used nuke with the black wizard because, OK, yeah. it's got big magic resistance. But what else are you going to do that's more effective? Yeah. And then heal, th- heal three with the white mage. And just basically rinse and repeat that uh, that strat. Yeah. And um, so it, it's it wasn't the most interesting fight, but it's kind of like one of these where you're just going all out. And I got lucky in that my white wizard because of the turn order. Sometimes your white wizard will go first, and yeah. you'll be at full health, and then it will just heal, and then it will hit you with nuclear. Yeah. So right. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> like, which because I've been playing Final Fantasy twelve a lot quite recently. And because of the like the gambit system and that, you can set it so like okay, once a guy is um. Uh, HP 
goes below 50%, your white mage uses Cure. Whereas with this, you kind of have to pre-heal almost in a way mm-hmm. and, yeah. and just hope that there's, there's some damage to heal. So I got quite lucky in that respect, and I think it only used attack um, the turn where it didn't use nuclear because it usually opens with that. Yeah. So I, but like I, I was, I think all four of my guys survived, but I was really struggling, like all but one of my fighters. I think Troy was the only one on on uh, trouble figures of health. <laughs> Troy, <laughs> <laughs> Troy's our boy. <laughs> but yeah, so first first super boss in a Final Fantasy game. How about that? Yeah. Do you all manage to beat him? I I beat him. Yep. Yeah. Good. I will uh, let you know. <laughs> <laughs> he has an absolute ton of experience and gold that he drops too. No, girl, that's the 15 puzzle again. <laughs> no! That's, the, the true, that's, that's yeah. my true super boss. I was going to say, that's, that's truly the original super boss. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, there's an actual boss here, too. There's also an actual <laughs> yeah. boss here, yeah. So. Which is actually still pretty tough. Yeah, yeah. As a like, fact. I felt, this was the first time that I really faced a fiend that I thought was like had the gravity to it in the battle that it deserves because yeah. I, I was kind of expecting, okay, well I did a little bit of power leveling for war mech. Um, I'll, I'll take this thing down and then start grinding for war mech. But I actually kind of had some trouble with this and he, he knocked out my black mage before I uh, finished the. So before we get too far into the battle, I will say that the text beforehand is that lightning erupts from the fiend's ball this time. (laughs) 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 And he says, I Tiamat, the fiend of wind will put an end to your adventure. And we get into it. My adventure. No (laughs) adventure. Yeah, in mine he says, uh, well done, humans. You have defeated all but one fiend, Tiamat of Wind. Your luck ends here, however. The sky shall be your tomb. Oh, that's good. I really like that. I like Mm. that a lot. Mine was very, I think, similar. Um, So mine has like the two-faced thing where you're talking to the ball. But um, the Lich, Merlith, the Kraken, you have defeated three fiends and reached my lofty perch. And he transforms, revealing Ooh. himself. Um, nice. More the better. May the image of Tiamat, the fiend of wind, be the last to burn in your eyes. Ooh. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's good. That's pretty, I like it. It's pretty cool. And he's uh, like, what, a five-headed dragon? Six-headed dragon. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me count. <laughs> very, uh, very late game original uh, Zelda boss. It's four in mine. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the multi-headed dragon. Yeah. Do you yeah. think he's related to Bahamut? Uh, That's a good question. I think he's more related to the worms. Wait, did we see Bahamut in this game? Yeah, he gave us a... a, a yeah. That's right, he was a good guy. That's right. <laughs> he oh. gave us our promotion. That's right. Oh, by the way, I, I went back and checked up on that question. You don't have to class change in this game. Oh, nice. Awesome. You, you can just not do it. Nice. So if you have the, uh, the, the black belt party, then you don't want to. <laughs> right, right. Um, actually, I learned how that works, too. So after um, after the class change, the reason that the master has a downgrade is absorb, which is ma- defense in this game, gets tied to your level. So whatever your level is, is your defense. Oh, okay. so it's like a downgrade. But I guess after enough time, you it's could have it be an upgrade. But like at no point did I reach that level. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Tiamat. Yeah. Tiamat. Tiamat. Janet. Uncle. So what's this fight like? It's just Uncle not Mott. much, really. Or is that Ant in Spanish? I forget. I think Tio is Uncle in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is Tia Ant? 
Yes. Yeah. I'm so gonna, we, we got to fight our aunt. I'm going to be real. Six uh, aunts. <laughs> Fuck you, Doctor Uno. We don't need no stinking slab with all the language skills right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be real irresponsible, and I'm actually going to look it up, because I was like, I don't know. I kind of just, like, smashed through this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. So let's see here. I, I kind of just did my main strategy which is haste uh saber and steel on my fighter and just you know heal for the rest of it and just have him dish out most of the damage and but it, it still took a lot longer than i expected it to and yeah it, it it was able to take down my my black knight by the end of it oh so in this game uh tiamat has 80 uh, absorb or defense which is the highest like that's ridiculous uh, yeah. So, like, a non-critical hit from any of my characters is, like, 15 damage. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because my ninja was also had haste and, um, I think, steel on it, and it did, like, 8 damage. So, yeah. my fighter was doing, like, in the, like, I think, two to 300 range in each attack. Okay. Uh, and then I used holy with my white mage, and it did, like, 100. And I was like, good God. Yeah. Real rough. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just gave him a two wax and he was done. Oh, really? <laughs> what? So this actually took me a couple turns and I, um, I ended up having enough time to put fog up on everybody or protect and I was able to get multiple casts of it off. So I wasn't taking too much damage during the battle. I had the heal helmet and the heal staff. So I actually had two characters that could cast heal two, which is That's not awesome. enough to completely negate it. Like after enough time, Tiam is still going to wear that down, but I had a good like fortification against the boss so i could actually like yeah. drag this fight out as long as it needed to be yeah uh, especially at this point in the game using heal two really doesn't like negate any of the damage that you no, get a lot of times no. like so, you're lucky if you break even but yeah. uh having two of them you know helps a little bit for sure for sure so you remember that pin time to pull that pin back out oh yeah the bane sword for whatever fucking reason Tiamat is weak to poison. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> poison, my only weakness. So, <laughs> yeah, my only, oh, death, my only weakness. How did you know? Uh, so you can just use the Bane Sword and one-hit KO Tiamat. <laughs> just like from the get-go. That's insane. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Did, so. did, wait, where did we, did we find the Bane Sword in the tower? or the- In this tower, in, in floor one. In floor one of the, not the tower of... Oh, no, the, uh, the, 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 the Sky Fortress, yes. They just kept in the basement. Kept in the basement? <laughs> well, that's where you keep, like, rat poison and stuff, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Are, are we any better as people? <laughs> yeah, find my rat sword. Yeah, we keep, we keep bleach under the sink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some, like, very adventurous, like, the four animals of light. <laughs> they're like cats and shit. They get the hell to bleach, and they're like, what a fool. This human kept bleach in their own house. <laughs> they sleep right next to their ultimate weakness yeah so yeah we're no better so fuck tiamat yeah y- you're done you another did. another fiend down was he really doing anything though yeah, uh, he was stealing the wind from the uh Lufinian people but that was like 400 years ago they've gotten over it by now right <laughs> hear that native americans it's funny <laughs> <laughs> Just get over it. <laughs> Listen, it's all behind us. It's just water, yeah. water in the bridge. Yeah, it's all. Yeah, it's very, very easy to be like. No, like it's all behind us. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but um, I don't know how many steel, steel like 
steal that bass from Carl's house. I'm going to be like, it's been 10 minutes. Just, <laughs> just get over it. Oh, it's so- behind us now. I can't believe you're still holding on to this. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying uh, last episode, Carl said uh, we were like deciding, we were trying to kind of figure out what we were doing with these crystals we were holding. Yeah. Versus these giant crystal we were approaching. Yeah. And I just noticed that um, in my little like cutscene after we beat the boss and we approached the crystal, um, uh, one of our guys holds out the green crystal. We see a flash and then it's gone. So I'm guessing we may be like returning this crystal that we've oh, could be, been carrying yeah. but then, to no, the large in our, crystal. Still in our So now maybe not, that. they're not charging us. We're charging it. Could be. Yeah. Or we're just like Apple paying. I don't know. I was going to say like some kind of weird <laughs> PayPal scheme where like, <laughs> we're going to charge there. They're going to charge us, but then we ended up charging them. Gentlemen. Get an, only, get an OnlyFans subscription for four crystals a month. <gasps> Look who it is. Oh, we got him. Oh. We got him. Carl has found Warmech while he we've been podcasting. He instantly oh, hit. Play by play? Yeah, he instantly hit my ninja, uh, who now has eight hit points left. Mm. Uh, I'm going to do... Oh, I don't have... I don't have much. All right, I'm going to do shield one. Oh, wait, no. Invis? So I think um, they're called Death Machine in mine because it's a reference to um, FF7, which are those little, like, weird little robots with the weird floppy feet. Oh. They oh, walk weird, around yeah. like ducks. <laughs> so I think it's just like, oh, yeah, they look like the ones from FF7. People like that. If you want Carl to use shield two, text one. <laughs> <laughs> Leave a five-star review now. <laughs> Leave a voicemail uh, at 530 Materia. Tell us what you would like Carl's Ninja to do. I'm also like, very, this is also after the fight with Tiamat, so it's like extra dicey. I like did not come fully prepared for this. But let's see how it goes. So my Black Knight is dead. It got hit with an attack that did more damage than it has maximum HP. <laughs> <laughs> so that sucks. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm going to do... I'm invested in the. This is like work. when I'm. This is like when I'm. Uh, what's it called? Speed running, and I'm at like a part where I kind of need to pay attention, but I'm in the middle of the story, and I don't want to like stop it. And then I'm like, uh, what do I do? Uh, did, you, did you beat him on the toilet, Carl? I did not. Oh. I got owned. Well. <laughs> the oh, only no. one left is my is my white mage. I cast invis. <laughs> I cast invis, and uh, you can't see us if we don't move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's which is true actually play. in most Final Fantasy. If you don't move, you don't. Yeah, nothing yeah, attacks true. you. Um, <laughs> Not until that damn yeah. ATB gauge starts to be a thing. It used nuke and killed everything. So, well, <laughs> I got I got my it. fighter like prepped to attack, and then one attack killed him. So there you have it. The, the most <laughs> catastrophic deaths while this happened while someone's on the toilet since Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so after we take care of uh, Tiamat, in my game, there's, like, the first semblance ever of a cutscene. Because, you know, like, mine never, like, shows me anything. And it's not really great. But, like, the square before I step on the teleporter to get out of here, the screen shakes a little bit and a dramatic sting plays. (laughs) Oh, Yay. Nice. <laughs> and so that's the <gasps) whole thing. Something has changed in the world. Yeah, yeah, it's the symbol that something is different now. (laughs) <laughs> but, somehow Palpatine returned yeah. <laughs> somehow he's returned so uh yeah that's that's it for today yeah I think so so we have we've to decide. all been killed by Warmech and uh <laughs> that's the end of the game <laughs> so we soft locked our game we have to actually make a decision right now about how we're going to do this podcast is the next episode the last episode 
Or is it the episode where we all play Alex's save file and do the extra dungeons <laughs> with his OP fucking characters? Or we could have like a side story Alex corner where he comes in and tells us about the fucking side quests. Because I don't think there's any plot or anything. It's just like, oh, I went into the place and then killed this guy at the end. No, yeah, I can send you the files. That'd be fun. Okay. Yeah, I, I would like to... Um, Supplementary. We'll do that maybe as our kind of combination wrap up because I'm sure there isn't like a whole lot to... Oh, that's a good idea. Because for Final Fantasy VII, we did a wrap up and that's a very, you know, narrative heavy thing. We have a yeah. lot to talk about. Right. Um, this is like world saved probably, I'm guessing. Yeah. So All right. that's what I'm assuming it's going to be. So let's do a wrap up and like our little bonus dungeon corner. Okay, so next episode, we'll do the end of the game, right? Yeah, the end. So what I suggest people do if they're playing it, you can go right to the end. You can go to the uh, the Temple of Fiends or whatever they want to call it, which Te- is... Chaos Temple yeah, or whatever it's called here. It's the place that we fought Garland originally. So that's the way to the end of the game. You just go there and do it. I suggest, if you're playing along with us at home, that you go back to Crescent Lake and talk to the sages again. Because they oh, have nice. all brand new dialogue. You don't get a better canoe. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you get a kayak. Because, <laughs> like, you know, like Final Fantasy VII, when we did that, like, the exposition and the twists happen as the game goes on. Like, this game is like, okay, you've played Final Fantasy I now, now for the exposition and all the plot dump. So, <laughs> that'll be part one of our next episode. But then we'll beat nice. the game. We'll get Hell to the yeah. end of it. Sounds Love good it. to me. George, thank you for being on our episode today. I appreciate it. No, thank, thanks for, uh, I mean, look, look, we all need things to look forward to uh, during these uh, corona times. <laughs> um, so, like, it's been, it's been a pleasure to uh, spend the evening recording with you and uh, to appear on what is genuinely one of my favorite podcasts. So, uh, uh, thank, oh, you thank, you. Thank, well, you so thank you very much. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and would you like to add one more plug to our leaking <laughs> bezel? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So um, I've told you about the, uh, the podcast before, so you can follow us on Twitter at Puro Podcast. So that is P-U-R-O and then podcast. Um, we've got a Check website called... We've got a uh, website called I Maintain the Double Foot Stomp is Silly.com. We're currently in a. Um, <laughs> for one more time, I Maintain the Double Foot Stomp is Silly.com. Uh, we're currently in a dispute with our, our, our host. Uh, unbeknownst to us, we uh, signed up with a bunch of cowboys. So we're currently trying to get our shit back from them currently. Uh, we are being held ransom. <laughs> so um, please uh, email the FCC on our behalf and uh, tell them to cut it out. Um, and um, otherwise, um, I have got a novel that you can buy. Um, so oh. um, under my um, I say nom de plume it is my actual name so that's uh, George Twig T-W-I-G-G that is my shoot name please don't tell anyone um, so uh, I've got uh, you can it's called The Rise and Fall of Ricky Dozan so that's R-I-K-I-D-O-Z-A-N and it's about mm. the birth of professional wrestling in Japan it's set in the uh, late 50s and early 60s and it's about this guy Ricky Dozan who was a sumo wrestler and then he came up with the idea of hey if I stage these fights where I beat the big evil Americans people will probably like to watch that because you know after the second world war and having lost to america and the massive war crime that happened um you know um yeah. he basically put these shows together and he became a very successful and uh, powerful man off the back of it and after he died it was revealed that a he was involved with should we say some very legitimate businessmen who definitely do have all of their fingertips intact and um <laughs> and secondly he wasn't actually japanese at all he was born in what is now north korea 
and he became the national uh, oh. national sporting hero. So it's basically a novel about oh, wow. um, my protagonist getting into this world of professional wrestling and finding out that the guy he grew up hero worshipping is kind of you know not really that good a dude. And it's got these sort of discussions about um, identity, belonging, never meeting your heroes, wrestling's place as a sociological phenomenon, etc., etc., etc. It's um, about three dollars fifty American, I think. You can get it on your Kindle, or if you want a print copy, I don't know what shipping times are like. <laughs> the moment but um <laughs> uh, they're printed in poland and then shipped worldwide but they do ship to the united states along with about a dozen other countries that's about $17.50, but it's a very nice edition and the paper's all good quality. If you like having a physical book, um, I do make less money off the um, off the uh, paperback, but I genuinely don't care because like, I did not get into writing niche novels about Japanese pro wrestling to make a shitload of cash. So, um, you know, <laughs> buy whatever format that you want. Uh, that's the rise and fall of Ricky Dozan. So subscribe to the podcast as well if you feel that's something you'd like to listen uh, to. Listen to. And otherwise, yeah, I'm done. I love it. Awesome. Oh yeah, that's awesome. That sounds great. I can I can genuinely say fr- from my heart that if you don't follow and buy his book, then you're no friend of mine. <laughs> and, and no friend of the pod. <laughs> enemy of the pod. Enemy, of the, enemy pod, of the pod. Yeah. yeah. We've drawn our line in the sand. The natural state in relation to this pod is an enemy. <laughs> um all right. Prove yourself. Well, I guess I'll see y'all next week. Hell yeah! What? Oh yeah! I guess I gotta read things now. <laughs> uh, throw it! Throw us off the uh, Sky Fortress, Alex. <laughs> I like this theme you've been uh, <laughs> you've been following this this season. I've um, been thrown off the Sky Fortress directly into the volcano. <laughs> I've been out of. I've been thrown off of fancier fortresses than this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, as we mentioned earlier, you can leave us a voicemail. Actually, I don't know if I edited that out or not, but um, <laughs> leave us a voicemail at 530-MATERIA if you have any memories or strategies you'd like to lay on us before the season's over. Um, music that you hear in the background is by Nuboa Wometsu. Um, leave us a review on iTunes. Follow us at every FNFF on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Carl's been, uh, he just did his first sub-40 run on Dark Souls yeah it was a 37 3755 it was a fake halberd so it's not leaderboard viable but right. i think i'm gonna stick with this until i get a sub 35 and okay. then i'll move to the uh prepare to die edition which is a completely different game essentially and a completely different route so yeah by the looks of it uh you could have watched him beat it three times <laughs> during this episode <laughs> <laughs> this episode went a little long but then again it's the end game so that's to be expected so i guess i have official news along that line as well oh yeah so oh, yeah. I am going to be participating in the Final Fantasy Relay Race in June. I think the day so, I... That's during our off month, so maybe we'll pop in to see how you're doing. All right. I, That'd be fun. I think it starts June 5th, June 4th, something in there. It's four days long. Check the show notes. Check the show notes. <laughs> um, but it's the FF Relay. It's a big international relay where everybody plays. There's three teams that play all the Final Fantasies beginning to end in a row and see who finishes first. I will be on team three, I think, for Final Fantasy V. I think my game is scheduled to start 4 a.m. EST. So Sick. I think I'm just going to take the week off (laughs) and just prepare for it that way. (laughs) But I plan on doing some runs on the Every FNFF channel to practice up here shortly. So come hang out with us there and uh, we'll we'll beat them. We'll get it done fast. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. for life. Team three. 
Any final words, George? Um, no, no, other than uh, thank you for having me and um, uh, buy my book or die. <laughs> buy his book or die. Those are your options. <laughs> yeah, those are your two options. We'll start, uh, we'll, we'll be uh, especially thematic and we can say that the last part of this episode will be the newest English word that uh, Maki Ito has posted. <laughs> so, like you said, a day ago was simps and today she made a... Uh, tweet that says I know asshole (laughs) (laughs) I'll see you next week (laughs) bye bye bye